Greetings and welcome to the Transform Podcast. This is episode 78. I'm your host, Christopher Anastasio. It is Monday, August 8th, uh, 2022. And yes, if you've been following along with our podcast, it has been a while and it feels good to be back, guys. Um, Going to give you a quick little recap of what's been going on since about mid-July. Uh, that's kind of impacted our publishing schedule, which I personally uh, take pride in maintaining, uh, but was not really able to recently. Uh, So let me talk to you guys about that for a second. I usually like to do little look back recaps of like the last one or two episodes anyway, so this will kind of serve a dual purpose uh, as I get into that. So if you guys recall, if you've been following along with us, going all the way back to episode 74, uh, I did a recap of uh, my favorite uh, blog article from Gary Vaynerchuk titled The Importance of Speed in Business. And that was published on Wednesday, July 13th. And then we followed on Friday uh, the 15th of July with episode 75, which was about Twitter's advanced search feature, uh, which can come in very handy for you as you conduct uh, you know, sort of deep kind of execution on Twitter and you're looking for you know, relevant conversations and accounts and things of that nature. So if you're if you're looking to get into Twitter, if you're looking to use Twitter more robustly, I think episode 75 would be uh, of interest to you from July 15th. Now, here's where it gets interesting. The following week, uh, we had episode 76 and 77 planned, but by the evening of July 20th, uh, I started to fall ill and just felt increasingly pained Uh, to even speak uh, due to a very severe sore throat. Um, So episode 76, Volume Sets You Free, actually published on Thursday, July 21st, and that was it. That's all I was able to do uh, that week. And that episode really kind of focused on, you know, takes the whole uh, concept of volume, 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 more content, more content, more content, but it looks at it a little bit more selfishly. It doesn't look at it the same way some of the other episodes uh, that we've done here about volume and large amounts of content and all. Uh, It doesn't look at it the same way, where it's looking at more audience-centric in those other episodes where we talk about those kind of strategies and tactics. But episode 76 really kind of looked at it like if you're publishing content in large volumes, you can do lots of different experimentation within that volume. You can publish content for you, you can publish content for your audience, you can publish a hybrid kind. You can really play around with it because you're doing so much and you're getting lots of big sample sets that you can kind of examine and analyze and and things of that nature. And you can even say, hey, you know, screw it. You know, if my audience doesn't like it, I don't care. I just want to get this content out there. And you're you're none the worse for wear because you're doing so much of it anyway that your audience is already uh, satiated by your other content. So that's what episode 76 was about. Like I said, guys, I limped over the finish line and was able to publish that episode on the 21st. And that was it. Was not able to get to a second episode that week. Uh, And it turned out that that illness that I experienced dragged on for some time and did not get to episode 77 until the following Friday, July 29th, uh, when uh, we we published episode 77 uh, titled Instagram Morphing into TikTok? Question mark. And that was just kind of a breezy eight-plus-minute episode where I just kind of pontificated a little bit about how uh, Instagram was under fire, uh, had received some petitions from some very famous people about, you know, don't make Instagram into TikTok. I want to see photos from my friends. 
on Instagram. If I want to watch short little funny videos, I'll go over to TikTok. So it's kind of an interesting episode just kind of looking at how those two elements of social media culture are sort of clashing and creating these sort of friction points uh, with both platform uh, you know, governance bodies and users. Um, so that, that's what we were able to do on July 29th. It was just that one episode that week, guys, uh, to get up episode 77. Now, last week uh, should have gotten up episode 78 and 79 for you, but due to uh, just some unforeseen circumstances and some travel on a very short week, was just not able to record and publish at all last week. So that's a little bit uh, disappointing from my perspective. Uh, we've, we've, we've not missed a week uh, or we've published at least one episode per week going all the way back to the beginning of the podcast. Uh, you got to go all the way back to October uh, 2021. Um, trying to find the exact date just because now I'm curious. <laughs> but if you go all the way back to our very first episode, which was published on October 14th, 2021, uh, I don't believe we missed a single week. Uh, until last week. So unfortunately, you know, it just happens sometimes. But, you know, like I've said many times to you guys here before, we really like to get two episodes a week up for you. And so we plan to obviously do, do that this week with 78 and 79. So without any further ado, guys, I wanted to kind of take a slight divergence away from, I don't want to say slight, it's actually a big divergence, away from talking about social media and digital marketing and tactics and strategies and all that. And I wanted to just talk, you know, from like a business entrepreneurial perspective uh, just throwing something out there for you guys that I came across uh, several years ago um, that was really kind of interesting uh, and maybe not as applicable for me at that time, but it kind of stuck with me and I just wanted to share it with you guys here today. And it was from reading a, a, a book by an author who actually really is not an author per se or, or a writer per se. He actually started one of the biggest real estate uh, brokerages in the United States many years ago, I think in the 1970s, I want to say, or maybe 80s at the latest. Uh, and that's Gary Keller, who started the, the brokerage Keller Williams. And in fact, now I'm intrigued and I need to find out exactly when Keller Williams was formed. So uh, let's see if I can give you guys that information. So Keller Williams Realty was founded in 1983. Okay, so it was the early 80s. Uh, in Austin, Texas, uh, by, like I said, a gentleman named Gary Keller. And Gary Keller is just a fascinating guy. I mean, he was into real estate, but he was also into building sustainable systems, you know, um, you know, sort of franchising or building out Keller Williams in such a capacity that, you know, it wouldn't swallow and consume him. He could build it in a way that was uh, durable, lasting. He could work sort of on the business rather than in the business. All that kind of stuff uh, that you guys have probably come across in other productivity manuals and books and seminars and things of that nature. So, you know, he, he, he started Keller Williams. Keller Williams is a wildly successful brokerage. And like I said, Gary Keller authored a few books. One of the books that I just want to mention, it's not the one that's the subject today, but it was the first one I read by him that introduced me to him, uh, was a book called The One Thing. And The One Thing was a productivity book about how to really do much, much more through essentially massive subtraction, okay? So, so like instead of coming to work or coming into your business and making a 47-item to-do list, you actually would pick the one thing that 
obviated all the other things that you needed to do or made them much less significant, much less quote unquote important, uh, because by accomplishing that one thing, you would have really taken a giant stride forward. You would have taken a giant leap forward in your business uh, and that sort of thing. So it was, it was a book about that and it, you know, you kind of, it's hard to imagine how you get a 200 page book out of that, but he, he managed to do it. And it was interesting, and it was and it was a it was a little bit of a different approach for me at the time. I was a little bit more into, you know, tackling massive to do lists, and I've kind of actually drifted back over to that kind of habit. But um, I still keep it in the back of my mind that in that to do list somewhere, there's always that item that really will make the biggest wave, and will really impact your business, your bottom line, your quality of life, et cetera, et cetera, the most. And so this is more of an aside. I guess I could have made the, the podcast about this book. <laughs> but, but, but that was how I first came across Gary Keller, was him talking about this concept of the one thing. Now, after I read that book, I read another book by Gary Keller called The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. And I believe read the one thing in like 2014, I want to say, and read The Millionaire Real Estate Agent in 2015. So it was kind of back to back, and this was obviously several years ago now, but what really stuck out to me about the millionaire real estate agent that really has nothing to do with real estate per se, okay, but rather the fact that Gary was writing for real estate agents because they were the people who traversed his brokerage. I mean, those were the individuals he worked with on a daily basis, on a weekly, monthly basis now as he, as he goes on into other ventures and so forth. So that's why he aimed it at them. But to me, the advice in it was sort of universally applicable. And the advice that stood out to me amongst many things in the book, I mean, he, he attacked the whole, the whole idea of how do you become a highly successful real estate agent? You know, how do you make sales and get clients and close deals and blah, 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 blah. But one of the things that really, really struck me was he had like a whole chapter, I think, maybe it was like multiple chapters or it was threaded across multiple chapters about who the first person you should hire, right? Like who's the first person when you go from being a one person show to being a two-person show. Who's that first person that you bring on board? And what was interesting is Gary talked about how many people thought it was the wrong person. Like, like when he would ask people, like, guess who it is? You know, guess who this person is that you should hire first? Like, everybody got it wrong. You know, it was like, oh, you need to hire an accountant. You need to hire a tax preparer. You need to hire a marketer. You need to hire a salesperson who can close on the phone. They had all these assumptions and guesses as to who the first person to be hired would be and they were all wrong as I just mentioned a moment ago and the right answer uh, that Gary talked about was an admin an admin assistant who offloaded all of the sort of trench work for, for lack of a better term the day-to-day -day grunt work of filling out paperwork completing forms, stuffing envelopes, applying postage, running errands for supply, just all of these things that are necessary to run a business. I mean, you're not going to you're not going to successfully run a business if you overlook all the small things, right? I mean, you know, you know, I mean, at some point you're going to you're going to get tripped up by that. You're going to, you know, miss some detail you were supposed to take care of or not do something you're supposed to do for your business or pay some fee that you were supposed to you know, pay to make sure your business was in good standing or whatever the case might be. 
And so what Gary was really saying in the book, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent, was that what some people would regard as, let's say, uh, and this is no disparaging this individual. In fact, you know, the book and the whole concept elevated this individual's importance. But what a lot of people reflexively would think like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's the simplest of all these jobs. Why would I hire that person first? And the answer was to clear away space and time for the business owner, the real estate agent, to focus on what really moved the needle. And that was, in the context of the real estate agent, making more contacts that then turned into leads, that then turned into clients, that then turned into closed deals. And you know, he, I mean, he broke the math down on this. It was a very you know, like sales funnel-y type of thing. Like you need 1,000 contacts for 100 leads, for 10 clients, for two closed deals. You know, like that kind of a thing, whatever the numbers were. So, so what Gary was really hammering home was this, this, this role, this, 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 um, you know, this function that most people thought wasn't, quote, that important, unquote, was actually the most important function because it cleared away all those headaches and all that daily, you know, entanglement that oftentimes real estate agents, from his experience, I mean, running a brokerage, real estate agents were afraid to go out and make contacts. They were afraid to go out and do the things they were supposed to do. They didn't want to meet people. They didn't want to pick up the phone. They didn't want to shake hands. They didn't want to introduce themselves. They didn't, you know, they didn't, they, they, they just had all these blockages against doing the things that, that they needed to do to be successful. And what they oftentimes would do is busy themselves with all the other stuff, filling out contracts and filing things and putting stuff in folders and putting stuff on, you know, on, on, you know, on, on, you know, saving stuff in the cloud and, you know, just like all these ridiculous things that aren't really ridiculous. I mean, they're necessary, but when compared to the things that they really needed to do to make sales and bring in revenue, they got tied up and bogged down with all these other items. And so, you know, what Gary was kind of, you know, saying in the book was, you know, the real estate agents who went on to be successful, first of all, they overcame that blockage towards doing the things they needed to do to move the needle. So if they were maybe a little more introverted or whatever, they obviously were able to get through that and make, you know, make the contacts and become more personable or, you know, you know do what they needed to do to bring in the attention to turn into business and to turn into clients. But in order to do that, they had hired an excellent first person on their staff, admin, who cleared away all the headache, cleared away all of the, um, all of the work that would tie them down and keep them from doing the things they were supposed to do. And really create like, a, you know, like an attractive distraction. You know, like, well, you know, is it easier for me to just stay on my computer here and file these contracts away? Or is it easier to get on the phone and start making contacts with people? And so people would just default to the former. And they would just do the busy work. And they would just do the little things that, you know, that, that add up over time, but don't drive revenue. They're just a necessary sort of overhead that goes with this type of business and many other types of businesses besides being a real estate agent. So I think, you know, what I wanted to impress upon you guys as we get, you know, over the 15-minute mark here is that relating this back to you. So you, you have your business, you know that you need to create more time to move the needle. You need to create more time to do the things that are really going to drive revenue, that are really going to improve your business, 
They're gonna allow you to make more contacts, meet more people, push more product, make more content that brands your company. All those types of functions that we've talked a lot about here on the podcast that are necessary for success, but you know, you may find yourself like, hey, I mean, how do I have time for this? I mean, I got all these other things I gotta do. I gotta run my business, I gotta, I gotta file, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta fill out forms, I gotta, you know, I gotta do taxes, I gotta do, you know, bookkeeping, whatever. So, so obviously those are all important functions, eventually things that you will hand off. But handing off that admin work, the, 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 the admin assistant work that I described before, that's the first step. That's the first key to kind of breaking through and creating more time for yourself to do the things that drive revenue. Now, eventually, I, I, I will say, guys, you know, as you learn your own books, yes, you need to get a bookkeeper. As you learn your own taxes, yes, you need to get a tax preparer, accountant, or CPA, whatever. Um, so there are other functions that are going to be very, very important that you need to eventually offload. But I just want to be very clear that step number one in 99% of these cases, where we're talking about a small business that's starting to grow or getting into those growing pain uh, phases, the first person they're going to need to hire is an admin. And then comes you know, a bookkeeper, an accountant, a tax preparer, a, mar- you know, a marketer, let's say, who specializes in phone sales or something like that. So those functions will be important. They will come into play most likely as your business grows. But getting an admin who can clear away all the little things that drag you down throughout each given workday or each given day of the week is so, so crucial. So just wanted to reflect on that a little bit with you guys today. I'll kind of throw this out there for your consideration. If you're interested in reading the book, like I said, the the author is Gary Keller, K-E-L-L-E-R. He started Keller Williams Brokerage. He wrote The One Thing uh, book about productivity, and he wrote The Millionaire Real Estate Agent, uh, which again, talked about how to be a successful real estate agent, but do not be fooled. A lot of the advice in that book, uh, particularly uh, what we talked about here today, uh, was, was absolutely uh, critical to any small business. And so I think you know, if, you, if you're starting a small business, period, and you like Gary Keller, or you picked up on some of his stuff, or you're open to his ideas, I think reading that book would be uh, kind of a big deal, actually, um, uh, for you and for your business. So all that being said, I uh, just wanted to um, uh, you know, put this episode out there for you guys, food for thought. would love to hear what you think about it. would love to hear what kind of experience you've had. You know, have you found an assistant? Have you found a successful admin who can help you scale your business and break, and, and break you free of those daily responsibilities? Or are you struggling to find them? Or you know, have you found a good source for them? Or, or did you hire somebody else first that worked better for you, that, that really opened the gates for you? Maybe you came back later and hired an admin somewhere down the road. So. Given all that, guys, I want to thank you again for being patient with us uh, as we navigated this sort of late July, early August uh, period of time, and I personally navigated it from a sickness perspective. Uh, So appreciate you guys checking in, listening in on the podcast today. Uh, Again, this was episode 78. We will be back later this week with episode 79, uh, and we are screaming towards episode 100, uh, which uh, should be, we should be hitting that towards the end of the year here. So very excited to get over that that milestone as well. So anyway, I'm going to leave you guys with it here. I hope everybody's having a great Monday night. I can't believe summer's almost over and we're headed into uh, here in the States, you know, our Labor Day weekend uh, in early September. Just kind of crazy that we're closing in on that all of a sudden. Uh, But anyway, I hope you guys have a great night. Uh, Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn at Transform. Uh, Just type in Transform. And then you can go to our website at transform.com. And of course, if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast, share it, tell people about it, word of mouth, whatever it 
takes to help us spread the word. Uh, we super, super, super appreciate it. All right, guys, everybody have a great Monday night, and we'll see you again later this week. Bye-bye.